All right. Welcome to the Unstuck Movement. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back. I am Rob Z, your host on this platform. We tell these stories of perseverance. We tell these stories of breakthrough because these are important stories for us to have in our lives, to understand how to get past the hurdles in your life, to have the strength, to have the faith, to have that power within you to get you through those spots in your life that have been holding you back. So today I have the wonderful, the amazing, the powerful Spencer Jones on the podcast. Spencer is igniting people's lights so they can chase their passions, help others, and live their life to the max. Known as the Prince of Positivity, he shares his positive energy and spreads joy around the world. He does this by sharing tips, tricks, and strategies to help others live life to the max through his daily energized podcast, along with the Jones and Four Academy and various events. Spencer, thank you so much for being a part of the Unstuck Movement today. Oh, brother, I wouldn't miss it. I'm so honored to be here to hang out with you and hopefully help people get unstuck from the crap that they feel in their lives, the weight that's weighing them down, holding them down, making them feel suffocated and stuck. We're going to break free. We're going to get unstuck and we're going to skyrocket to the sky, brother. Let's go. Yes, my friend. Sounds awesome. Let's do it. So I love to frame these episodes with a question. That question kind of uh, builds your unstuck story. So that question Mm -hmm. for you is what happens and what happened to you when you took control of your own energy? Hmm. So what happened to me when I finally took control of my energy? I could talk about all the crap that happened before I took control. Um, but I guess we'll, we'll get into that after. I would say the <laughs> thing that turned it around for me or the feeling that happened when I finally took control is I felt freaking energized. I felt alive. I felt fulfilled. I felt empowered to finally do the things I love to do, to finally be me. Because for so many years, I put on faces, facades, and walls up, and it wasn't me. So when I finally uh, became the master of my energy sovereignty, when I took control and became that master, it's like everything else faded away, and I could just be me and shine my true light. Mm. What was it like before that, right? Talking about being stuck at a certain place in our life. What was it that that had you stuck and, and how were you before you had this breakthrough? Uh, a lot of things had me stuck. A lot of things. Uh, things like my limiting self-beliefs, uh, th- thoughts like I needed to prove myself constantly. And that has to be one of the biggest ones for me that 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 have that I've lived with over the years. It's felt like I needed to prove myself. So a backstory on that, and we'll tie in other parts of it that that kept me feeling stuck is I my parents are great. I love my parents. They're wonderful, but I haven't talked with them in over 16 years because they they were one of those energy vampires, people that were draining me, that were just really making it hard for me to shine my light. So they raised me with a lot of guilt, a lot of shame. And through that, uh, I realized, well, I discovered, I I should say that I felt like I needed to prove myself. So as I was growing up, uh, from the way that they raised me, I I just felt like I constantly need to be, uh, get their approval, right? So look, I can do this. I am worthy of, of this accolade of having my own job. Oh, look, mom, I can make it outside of, uh, outside of home in college, uh, you know, having my own apartment, stuff like that. I needed to prove myself. And I kept trying to prove, 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 prove uh, myself over and over again. Now, my parents did the best they could. As I said, I love them, but I had to make a really hard decision because they were constantly draining my energy. I remember this one time, like, here's an example. Maybe maybe you or someone listening or watching uh, 
can relate to this. So I remember I was in college. I was in a really good mood. My wife and I, uh, girlfriend at the time, uh, we were hanging out and I got a phone call and it was one of those, you know, flip phones. I was pretty cool. I had a flip phone, right? So I saw, but what was cool is we finally had a caller ID so I could see who was calling before I opened it up and answered the call. So I pulled the phone out of my pocket, looked, and it was my mom. Instantly, like within a second, I went from happy and go lucky, just living my life, to pissed off, angry, frustrated. Mm. It was my mom, so I answered the phone, and I was angry the rest of the day. I don't remember what the conversation was about, but just the weight of the pressure I felt mm. that maybe they were putting on me, maybe they weren't, but that's the the beliefs I had. So as I kept going through my life, even after I stopped talking with him, I had this belief that I needed to prove myself, to show the world that I'm capable. And for what or what that did to me or what it looked like for me is I built all these walls, these facades. I let my ego run the ship of saying, hey, look at me. I'm awesome. Look what I can do. I could do this. I could do that. And we did some really cool things. I was middle school, high school choir director for nine years. I loved working with students and having those relationships and we did some really cool things. Like we raised $10,000 for charities at, at one event. We gave thousands of dollars away for fundraising events for other schools and other choir programs. Awesome stuff. But a lot of it was under the misguided attempt of saying, hey, look at me. I want the notoriety. I want the fame. I want those different things. And that kept guiding me throughout my life of trying to fill that void I felt inside. I felt empty. I felt, you know, unloved. I felt like I needed to prove myself. So it's this void. I kept trying to fill it with everything, I anything I could, whether it was, you know, fame and uh, all that stuff, trying to get notoriety, whether it was money, trying to get more money for jobs or get accolades or whatever, trying to do things that, that filled me up. And I, it just kept going and going and going until what, you know, how ego, what it does, right? It builds you up and then it kicks a pedestal out from underneath you. It builds you up and it kicks that pedestal out. Well, usually they're small checks and my ego would just like, ah, come back. Yeah, you're good, right? We're, we're good. That was just a one-off thing. Like we're, we're good until it really kicked it hard and life checked me and I came crashing down. And that crashing down moment was brutal because I hurt people I loved, family, friends, people I cared about. And that all those walls, all the facades I've built up of who I am, who I, who I put out to the world I was, uh, came crashing down, obliterated. They were destroyed. I felt alone. I felt cold. I felt tired. Uh, I felt like I didn't have anyone in my life. I did. I had my wife and two really good friends by my side who helped me, convinced me to go see a therapist and started to work on me and who I was. And what I discovered is I didn't love me for me. I realized I hated me. I hated who I become and who I let myself become in the process and didn't know who I was, what I liked, what I wanted to do, what my purpose was or any of that. So through meeting with the counselor, through meditation, through a lot of uh, inner work, we started to uncover it and build this up of who, who is Spencer Jones? Who is this Prince of Positivity? That name I got afterwards because Oh, I started to align myself with my energy. Well, who am I? Who, what do I want to stand for? Okay, well, this is it. Well, now let's lead to here. And then this next step, oh, let's build these meaningful relationships. Before, before we went live, you and I were talking about how cool is it that now we're starting to have these amazing relationships with other people that before it was very surface level, right? Before in our previous lives, but now previous lives as in before we really decided to be true to ourselves that's very superficial, but now they're deeper, more meaningful relationships. And that has fulfilled me 
uh, gave, gave me fulfillment, I should say, and it allowed me to share my light, spread my message and lead this movement of spreading positivity around the world. Our goal is to change positivity and help over a billion people create a positive, abundant mindset. And we're doing that because of the relationships, because I finally discovered who I am, that I love me for me, that I I can look in the mirror, look myself in the eye and tell myself, Spencer, I love you. And when I couldn't do that before. And now not only do that for me, cool, but I want here to help other people do the same because we all have those limiting beliefs. We all have those those people, those energy vampires, whether they're people, things, organizations, groups, uh, your beliefs, the words you say to yourself con- uh, out loud or silently, consciously or unconsciously that we think and do and say that are undermining us, that are dimming our light, right? Draining us. And so now we're turning that around and learning how we can plug those and stop that and re-energize ourselves so we could shine bright for everyone. So I think I totally went like about a thousand directions from whatever question you asked, but hopefully that kind of answered it. <laughs> it was the full scope. Thank you for that. Yeah. And you know, you're, what you said back there at the beginning too is something that's really a, a very important thing to pay attention to is whenever you are engaging with somebody or a situation or whatever it might be, and you feel like you said you felt you were feeling really good that one day, you got that text message and all of a sudden everything changed in your physiology and how you were, how your day was going, how you were reacting, uh, how your mood was, how you were showing up for somebody else. It's interesting, right? Because we want to, it's easy to blame the situation or the person or whatever it was for that, but they're exposing a part of us that really needs to be worked on. Like to let, to give somebody that power, right? To -hmm. give somebody that power to have control over us is something that we do unconsciously we it happens in a millisecond it happens between that that thought and that action you can put that pause in to have the right response to take control of that what did so you you went through this it sounds like you went through like a dark night of the soul when everything came kind of crashing down you found your your personal rock bottom in that situation how did that change to where now if something is presented to you that in the past would have completely shifted your mood in a negative direction, what have you implemented into your life to not allow those things to happen now, to be more cognizant of those things happening now? Well, you're 100% right, right? It's so easy to give our energy away, our energy sovereignty away, where you see something or something happens, all of a sudden you're happy, you're sad, you're angry, you're frustrated, whatever it is, right? Um, It's amazing how quickly that can shift. So for me, the big change was, is I, first of all, discovered who I was, what's my purpose? Uh, I figured out generally what's my purpose, and it's been getting more and more more clear. I was getting, getting clarity would be a better way to say it. I was getting clarity on that over the last couple of years. I'm sure I'll keep going. Um, but I figure out what were my priorities. So what's my purpose? What, what are my priorities? What's my vision going forward? So then I could check all these things that would happen with that, with myself and knowing, oh, who is Spencer Jones? Who is this person? Well, I could check, is this true? Is this not? The other thing, a uh, big thing I realized that I've implemented in my life is just the knowledge that, hey, we're all humans. We all make mistakes. That's okay. Let's learn and grow from that. So, okay, you're angry at me. I realize, hey, we're we are all, our our own. It's just hard to say. We are all our own energy beings, right? So, I have my energy, of your energy, the other person has theirs. Cool. If they're having a bad day, they might be taking that out on me. But that doesn't mean that I'm that bad person. I'm doing that thing. Maybe I made a mistake and I need to work and adjust. Cool, right? I I can recognize that. But I also recognize that 
just because they're feeling upset doesn't mean that it's because of me or that what they're saying or lashing out, their energy doesn't have to be on me. I'm, I get to be the master of that and determine what am I going to allow in? What am I going to allow out? And so taking that practice of that pause between when the moment happens and that re- response, right? You can react, reacting is a response uh, that a response is reaction, I should say. So mm-hmm. reaction happens uh, like automatically, but you can make it a response by pausing mm-hmm. and then thinking like, okay, how can I respond? What's going to be the most beneficial way? The more time I, I learned to do that, uh, the stronger I got and the the more joy I felt in my heart. I, I remember times, you know, because I'm human, I make mistakes, made some major mistakes. People were throwing daggers at me, right? Or spinning venom, whatever you want to call it, right? Trying to, yeah, the cutting words, the cutting actions, things that normally when that would have happened to me before, I would have just spit venom back, right? I would have thrown them back and and tried to hurt them, right? Like I'm trying to jab them as they're jabbing me. And well, you're you're only going to end up hurting each other. And what's, mm-hmm. what's the good of that? So for me, when that was happening, I realized, yeah, I'm stupid. I messed up, right? I made those mistakes, but you can keep insulting me. You can keep trying to hurt me. But I realized that, yeah, I messed up, but I'm learning. I'm growing from this. So all of a sudden your venom, your daggers, your spears, whatever, they're not digging in at all or less at the very least. But I know by me spitting venom back out of you, that's not going to help the situation. It's not going to help anyone. It's only going to further uh, lower it, right? Dissolve that that relationship. And so mm-hmm. I be the bigger person, quote unquote, and just take it. But I took it in the sense like, okay, I know you're hurting and you're speaking from hurt. I get it. I messed up. So let me let me work on that and apologize and work through that in a way without then damaging the relationship anymore. Oh yeah, man. And it's so important, right? Because if you start to view situations uh, with people that, or situations that were damaging before, and you start to look at them in a different light of, oh, this person's hurting. It makes you want to show up differently for that situation. So you start to show up differently in the, in their life, in those relationships. And that drastically changes your relationship with yourself and your relationship with them, and then how you respond to those things. Uh, that's so important. And another thing you're talking about, which is, I, I think, something that is, it's overused, it's cliche, but it's cliche because it has a lot of meaning is purpose, right? And when I think of purpose, I also think of vision. And something I've been working on myself, you, you and I were talking before uh, this episode started, talking about creating a vision for what it is for your life, and and who it is that I'm supposed to be serving. And once when you start to really, this is what I've noticed in my own personal journey, as I really start to define that vision and and hone in on it and get closer to it, things get easier. Things are less confusing. Shiny object syndrome starts to go away. As It's not as prevalent as it was before. It might still be there, but it's not as prevalent, right? So what was it that started to help you figure out that vision for your life? As far as because because our life is to be of service, right? And you are of service of service with what you do. You serve and you help people through things that you've gone through. So, talk to us about that that vision, that purpose for you. What is it? And well, you already explained it, but go into like how did you find it? What was the path that you took? Because I think a lot of people need to understand and hear that. Um. Yeah, I agree. I think a lot of people need to hear it. And it's in this cliche. It's been said a lot. And uh, 
which is great because hopefully more people are realizing it and starting to do the research and look into it and do the work. But um, then people also blow it off and starts to become cliche too. Uh, mm-hmm. I'll answer that in one second. There's one thing I wanted to say that I thought of right after I stopped talking about the last moment. Yes, but what what do I do to help to make that change? Right. So I'm I'm allowing to shine bright, do all those things. And that is, I respond with love. I respond with love. I ask myself, like, what do I do in that pause between the action and the the response or the thing that happened? What's that moment? I ask myself, how can I respond with love? What does that look like in the moment? Is it saying something nice? Is it apologizing? Is it staying quiet? Is it walking away? Like, what is that response with love? Mm -hmm. What's going to do that? And then I take that action. So I always ask myself, how can I respond with love? How can I respond with love? So just throwing that out there as a, a tactic, a strategy, whatever that anyone could take on. If you're struggling, right? Even if you're not, even if your life's going awesome, ask yourself every time, how can I respond with love? How can I respond with love in this moment, in this moment, as this is going on? And if you start following that, you'll start to see a lot more love, a lot more positivity in your life happen. Hi, my name is Jose Escobar, and I'm the founder and CEO of the Connected Leaders Academy. We're a growing tribe, a community of entrepreneurs all over the world, globally, all across the country, high performers, titans of industry. If you're an entrepreneur and you're looking to grow personally and professionally, scale your influence, develop your skill sets, move the needle in your business, more clients, more money, more profit, the bottom line, and of course, grow your circle and your network like never before, this is where you want to be. Join the Connected Leaders Academy today. We are scaling massively. We want to welcome you in. Check me out on Instagram and on Facebook, the at symbol JASCO25. We look forward to having you join us. Take care. With that, can you just ask your question one more time of where I was actually supposed to be going? Because I, I got sidetracked and fell in love with responding with love. So I, I apologize. Lovingly respond to how, how did you put together the vision, right? What does that look right. like for people? So how give them an idea of what that actually practically looks like. Yeah. So your vision and purpose. Thank you for, for reminding me. Uh, I get so excited. I forget a time. That's okay. Um, so discovering your purpose and vision. I didn't know what it was when I hit rock bottom. I had no clue what it was at that point. When I hit my personal rock bottom, it was what, what good can come from the situation. And then I use that to go forward. And then as I was, going on that personal journey of discovering who is Spencer, what, what is he good at? What is he like? And all those different things. I realized, okay, well, I like, I like being outside. I like kayak fishing. I like inspiring others. I like motivating them. Right. So I basically started to collect and think about what were things that I enjoyed doing things that brought me happiness, but also what things brought me joy, that deeper joy. So I started to think about those things, right. And just uh, mentally made a list, but also physically, I wrote it down things that made a list. And then I thought, well, okay, in an ideal world, where would I want to be, right? Where would I like to be in five years and 10 years? Or even let's not even put a date on it. What would my dream day be like, right? Let's just, let's just write it out. Let's think about it and daydream and everything, anything's possible. Let's just write that down. So when I was in the depth of the darkest moments of my life, I couldn't really answer that that well, right? It was very short-sighted because I was in so much pain. I had to first work through that pain uh, before I could really start to see further out. But once I was out of that pain, even just a little bit, I could start to see farther and go, okay, what's 
what's this purpose uh, or what's my vision for my life and where's that going? What are the things I enjoy doing? How does that fit in with, with uh, my vision of where I would love to be in my, my, my perfect day as it were. And so I started to think about that and question. So all this stuff is like personal reflection, right? So you're taking time, you're reflecting for me, it was going out kayak fishing or going for hikes or camping or just spending time meditating, right? Sitting there. And for me, meditating, sometimes my meditations are walks, right? Or I'm journaling, uh, just doing things to get it, my brain moving and thinking, and then getting it down on a piece of paper so I could free that space in my mind to, for more thoughts and ideas. So as over the years, right? I've decided, okay, well, I enjoy motivating people. I really like positive and positivity mindset. Oh, cool. I started to learn even more about that and learn the science behind that and really went in depth with that and started teaching people, oh, this is really cool. Well, I enjoy this, but not as much as this, right? This really excites me and this is really cool. So then I, okay, I'm discovering my vision and clarifying that even more. And my purpose, okay, well, I liked inspiring people. I'm here to inspire, motivate, support people. Okay, cool. What does that look like? What does that mean? So I'm just asking yourself these questions and surrounding yourself with amazing people like you, uh, like people in Unleash You, CLA, AMA, right? Uh, surrounding ourselves with the people in those groups that ask those questions that just uh, bump you to the next level. Like, oh, I was, I never looked at it like that. I never thought of that question before. Well, then all of a sudden you start asking yourself these different questions, looking at it through those different lenses, and you start to see things a little differently, a little clearer, as it were. So, uh, uh, let me think here. Two years, just over two years uh, from my darkest moment, I was out kayak fishing and I had clarity like, okay, I'm here to spread positivity in the world, but what does it look like? Like, well, it's okay. My vision of a billion people. Okay. But mm, what does that really look like? What's my purpose in here? Like what I felt like it was there, but it wasn't crystal clear. And so I was kayak fishing, chasing my passions. And I was thinking about all the times in my past where I have really felt joy, where I've really succeeded at, uh, specifically at in choir, as I was fishing in a town where I, I used to teach. So I was thinking about that choir and the fun things we did and the, the amazing moments, not the crappy ones, right? Because we had crappy moments, but the amazing moments. And I was thinking, I'm going, hmm, well, that was really cool. I enjoy doing that. I enjoy hosting these events. I enjoyed, uh, doing this with the students, getting them here. Well, what, what made me enjoy? Well, the kids were excited. They were really, they were really pumped up. And then one of the things we did is we created a competition uh, for the kids kind of uh, like American Idol, but imagine just choirs singing and uh, doing it. We had judges. One of the judges comments time and time again, we did this competition for five years. One of the comments I've got almost every single year was that our choir could not only take their, take their comments from one song and implement the changes right away into the next is that my kids always came energized, supportive. Someone might sing the same song, but they're not nearly as energized as we were. We might have struggled a little bit with like details, certain little things, but our energy was off the charts every single time. Whether, you know, it was a pop song, happy song, great energized. If it was a, a moving, sad, slower song, cool, but we still had the energy to portray it and really have it hit home. So awesome. Well, I'm going, well, why, why is that? Why could my kids always do that? Well, it's because I energize them, right? I ignited that energy within them going from a sad song to a happy song from this to that for the nine years of teaching. This was a reoccurring theme. I'm going, holy crap, this is, this is crazy. So I, what, what I'm saying is I energize people. I, I ignite that light within others. Cause then I saw my students go, Oh, 
Well, now they're not, not only doing in that competition, they're doing that in this school project. Oh, they're going to college, they're doing this. And they see and gain that clarity. Holy crap, I'm igniting their light inside of them. And then I went back from my student from teaching to before that. I'm like, oh my God, there's that moment. Oh, there's that moment. Oh, was it that moment that I was igniting their light to some level, to some degree. And to see that through line in my life, mm. and me go, holy crap, that's my purpose. That's my purpose here is I'm here to ignite the lights of other people and fan the flames so that they could shine bright. So basically, I, I'm igniting you, Rob. I want to ignite your light as it's already bright, right? So I'm just pouring into you to hopefully help you shine even brighter yet, fan those flames so you can impact the world. And I discovered that by reflecting by thinking of the things I was good at, the things that brought me joy, the comments I've received from other people and seeing in moments of my life where that has rung true and see that, oh, there's that through line. That's where it's all coming through. And I'll, I, I get to shine bright. Oh man, that's it, right? Life leaves clues. And we need to give ourselves, this is what I got. Life leaves clues. We have to give ourselves the space to get into that, you know, if you want to call it the flow state, right? Of where you are, doing something you really enjoy it's giving you the space and letting your mind wonder and if you're asking those kind of questions like what is my purpose what is the vision for my life life has left clues throughout your life of the things that you are really good at that you are really uh naturally skilled in right these gifts that we were given these strengths that we have and so you take those once you recognize them and then you can formulate that into what your vision is, what your purpose is for your life. And it, it sounds, it sounds simple, right? When I just boiled it down, I was like, Oh yeah, it's a simple formula, but it's, it really takes practice to reflect. It takes a self-awareness. It takes uh, humbling yourself. It takes putting yourself in situations where you're not always doing, you're just kind of being and when you're being, you can really notice those things and pick up on those things. That's really great, man. That's, I mean, what I heard you saying there is just that we, you have an innate thing about you that people had said about you. That was your innate gift that you were given and you can take that gift and you can turn that into something that helps other people. And the cool thing is, and you and I were talking about this before we started recording that you've structured your life where you can do the things you love to do, bring people along with you to do the things you love to do, make that a business model where you get, paid to do the things you love to do and help other people grow, overcome obstacles, find out more about themselves, learn about themselves, build self-awareness, build that energy sovereignty within them while you're doing the thing you love and you're going to help them because you're going to be in a state where uh, you're in, you know, you're, you're blissful state because you're loving what you're doing. And they're also having breakthrough. It's just, that's awesome. That is Like you're in a state of flow, right? Like you're in a state of flow because you're, you're living in your purpose. You're living in your vision, your priorities. Like you're just being you when you can be your true authentic self. You're letting your true light shine as I like to call it. When you let that go, oh my gosh, it's so incredible. Life becomes easier, quote unquote, right? There's still hardships. There's still things that happen. Of course, it's not all, we're not talking toxic positivity or anything like that. Yeah. There's those hard moments, but stuff starts to fall in line and become easier. And if, for people struggling to discover what's my purpose, what's those things? Do the things I suggested. Think about the things you're good at, the things that you enjoy, that bring you joy, that through line of moments in your life. But even uh, another thing you can do, let me say, is ask trusted people. Ask your friends. Ask your family. 
what am I good at? Right. Or what do you see? Like what have been, I wouldn't ask him like, what's your purpose? Cause that's a big question for people, but like, what have you noticed that I'm really good at? Maybe I've missed it. And I know I did that multiple times and yet I didn't quite see it necessarily, but upon reflection of doing those, of looking at those responses and, and just sitting with it for a bit, that's when the through line really started to appear. So looking at those moments, cause you've had it throughout your life. And now, now I realize holy crap, I've had these amazing people in my life that I never, I, I appreciated them at the time, but I didn't realize how big of an impact they were actually making on me at that point in life, you know, whether it was in high school or in college or, you know, uh, being an entrepreneur now and being, you know, in a career space or whatever. Holy crap. Uh, it's amazing what happens when you're just open to it and you allow yourself to reflect. Yeah, man, life drops those breadcrumbs. That's really cool. It's your responsibility. It's your responsibility to go back and, and put the pieces together. It drops puzzle pieces, I guess. It's your responsibility to put the pieces together to, to figure out that puzzle. What an amazing conversation. Great message to leave for people. Congratulations on getting yourself unstuck and helping other people get unstuck. Spencer Jones, thank you for being a part of the Unstuck Movement, brother. Thank you for having me, man. It's been an honor, and I, I hope that this was helpful for someone. So I appreciate you and all you are doing. You are helping so many people get unstuck and shine in their light, right? So thank you, brother, for everything you are doing.